So this is how you know that Jesus took your sins on himself. He died. You see, Jesus is the propitiation. He is that thing that took the wrath of God away from us. So now that we're in Christ, we never have to be afraid of the wrath and condemnation of God. Welcome to the Fox Den with Terry Fox. Greetings, everyone. Thanks for joining me in the Fox Den. Let me begin by asking you a simple question. Do you ever wonder if God has forgiven you? I think at times all of us struggle with this question. And maybe the reason for this is that we don't really believe that God is gracious and forgiving. Or maybe it's because we're not gracious and forgiving. Maybe it's because we tend not to forgive others. But if you ever wonder if God has forgiven you, there are several things you can look at that proves that he has. Now, before we look at these different things, let me first say that God does not forgive anybody who is not a believer in Christ. Now, I know that sounds heartless, and it may even sound arrogant, but the first thing that you need to know is that we are all guilty because of Adam's sin primarily, but also because of our own sins that we commit every day. So no person deserves to go to heaven. In fact, we all deserve God's condemnation. So the only way to be forgiven is to be united to Christ by faith. Because Jesus lived a perfect life, and he died the death that we deserve in his crucifixion, God forgives our sins because they were punished in him, so God's justice is served, and the perfect life of Christ is applied to us. So God counts us righteous because of our union with Christ. So again, let me say that there is no forgiveness apart from Christ, because by our own merits, we deserve God's condemnation. I suppose a follow-up question at this point would be, how do I know if I'm in Christ? Well, first, let me encourage you to listen to episodes two through five, where I discuss this question in a lot more detail. But a basic short answer to this question is, who do you say that Jesus is? Is he just a man? Was he a nice guy who lived a long time ago? He's a good example. Or is he God in the flesh who came to earth to rescue us from sin, death, the devil, and from God's wrath? Also, who do you say you are? A good person who deserves to go to heaven or a sinner who deserves God's condemnation? And you rest on the life, death, and resurrection of Christ for your salvation. So, if you are somebody who believes that you are a sinner who deserves God's condemnation, and yet you rest on the perfect work of Christ, on his death, on his resurrection for your salvation, you are a believer in Christ. Now, maybe you struggle with this. Maybe you wonder if your faith just isn't that deep. Is it deep enough? Maybe you think you're not a Christian because you don't go to church. Let me say this. According to Ephesians 2.8, Paul tells us, That we have been saved by grace through faith, not by our conduct, not by our obedience to the law. That means that God saved us simply because it pleased him to do so. And the vehicle in which this takes place is faith. You receive eternal life simply by believing God. Not just believing that he exists, but again, believing that you are a sinner who deserves his punishment and yet you are rescued in Christ Jesus. God saves by his grace alone. You bring nothing to the table. So from this point forward, I'm going to assume that you are one who recognizes who you are, a sinner, and you recognize who Christ is, the only Savior of God's people. 
So now that we have that out of the way, let me show you several things that prove that God has forgiven you. Let me begin with Ephesians chapter 1, verses 7 and 8. And there Paul says that in Christ we have redemption, and we have this because of the blood that he shed for us on the cross. Now notice in verse 7 that forgiveness is included in redemption. So the first way that you know that you are forgiven is God tells you this in Ephesians chapter 1, verse 7. Now let me just make an additional point here. Notice that we have that redemption in him, in Christ. That means we don't have that redemption outside of him. So again, the point that I made earlier that God's forgiveness is only for believers in Christ. And Paul makes that very point right here in Ephesians chapter 1, verse 7. So the first way that you know that God forgives you is because God said it through the Apostle Paul. Second, you know that God has forgiven you because of the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. I've shared this on several of my episodes, but let me go back again to the beginning. Genesis chapter 2, verses 15 through 17. There God puts Adam in the garden and says, You can eat from any tree except for the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. In the day that you eat of it, you will surely die. In Genesis 3, 6, Adam eats the fruit, and we see the fall of mankind right there. But if we fast forward all the way to John chapter 1, we see that Jesus existed before creation. He didn't exist as a man. He existed as God. He became a man about 2,000 years ago when he was born of the Virgin Mary. So Jesus is the only perfect man, and he lived his entire life without sin. Paul tells us that in 2 Corinthians 5.21. The writer of Hebrews tells us in Hebrews 4, verse 15, and Peter tells us in 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 22. So Jesus lived from conception to death and never sinned, unlike you and me. So if Jesus never sinned and the penalty for sin is death, then how did Jesus die? Well, the answer is simple. He became sin for us. That's what Paul tells us in 2 Corinthians 5, verse 21. Even though he is sinless, God made him sin, meaning God put our sins on him. You see, this is how God can be just and forgiving at the same time. He doesn't just sweep our sins under the carpet. He doesn't just ignore them as if we haven't committed them, even though we have. No, God is just. He must punish sin, and he does so in Christ. That's how God can forgive us. So our sins are put on Christ, the wrath of God is poured out on him, and Jesus died the death we deserve. So this is how you know that Jesus took your sins on himself. He died. He didn't suffer the penalty of death based on his own sins because he had no sin. He died because of our sins. You see, we're the ones who are guilty, and yet he died in our place. Now, had Jesus sinned by his own conduct, he would still be in the grave today, but he's not. He rose from the dead. In fact, Paul tells us in Romans chapter 4, verse 25, that Christ was delivered up for our sins, and for our justification, he was raised from the dead. So if our justification is based on his resurrection, that means his resurrection proved his justification. That means that your sins are forgiven because Jesus was raised from the dead. You see, the penalty for sin no longer applies. If it did, Jesus would still be in the grave. But that would be based on his sins. But he never sinned. And the proof that he never sinned was not only the testimony of Scripture, 
but his resurrection. You see, it was our sins that killed him, but he was raised from the dead because of his own sinless life. So you know that your sins are forgiven because Jesus died on the cross, even though he lived a sinless life, but he didn't remain there. He rose from the dead. You see, it wasn't his sins that put him to death. It was our sins. But his resurrection proves that we're forgiven. Again, Paul says in Romans chapter 4, verse 25, that he was raised for our justification. Now, along these same lines, another thing that proves that your sins are indeed forgiven is that Jesus became a propitiation for us. Now, that's a pretty big word, and you might be wondering what that is. Well, all propitiation is, is the thing that takes away the wrath of God. So God's wrath and condemnation is no longer aimed at us because the sacrifice of Christ satisfied the justice of God. You see, Jesus is the propitiation. He is that thing that took the wrath of God away from us. So now that we're in Christ, we never have to be afraid of the wrath and condemnation of God because Jesus satisfied the justice of God. Something else that proves that your sins are forgiven is baptism. Now, at this point, I'm not going to talk about the different views of baptism within the Christian church. Not only do a lot of us differ on how we're to be baptized, but kind of the meaning of it. But I'm going to assume that you as a believer in Christ have been baptized. And if you haven't, you really need to. And it's not about whether or not you're going to go to hell if you haven't been baptized. That's not the point. But it's really what baptism is. It's a sign of something. You see, in baptism, we are marked by God. Now, we often hear in churches that you need to be obedient to God and get baptized. But that's not really the point. God is telling us something in baptism. So in Romans chapter 6, verses 3 and 4, Paul tells us that in baptism, we were buried with Christ. You see, there's a union here. Your baptism tells you that you've been buried with Christ, that you were united to Christ and you were buried with him. And what does that mean? You died with him. His death is your death. You see, in Christ, you've already suffered the consequences of your sin. You died. That was the penalty. And your baptism signifies that you've been buried with Christ, that you died with Christ. Now, I get it. You're alive, physically alive. You go about your business of the day, and it's kind of hard to see how you died with him. But the Bible's very clear. You died with him. You were buried with him. That's what your baptism signifies. As a matter of fact, in Galatians chapter 2, verse 20, Paul says, I have been crucified with Christ. You see, he gets the union with Christ. When Christ died on the cross, Paul died on the cross. That means you and I died on the cross. His crucifixion is our crucifixion. Now, I get it. There's coming a day when you're going to die physically. But if you've listened to several of my episodes, you will hear me often talk about resurrection. You see, we don't end up in the grave. Jesus is coming back. He's going to call us out of the tombs. We're going to rise from the dead. We're going to enter into eternal glory with God in new bodies that can never sin, suffer, or die. But your baptism tells you that you were buried with Christ, which means you died with Christ. His death is your death. So that means your baptism tells you that God has forgiven you. Finally, the Lord's Supper, or some of you know it as communion, is proof that God has forgiven your sins. Now again, the Christian church has different views of communion or the Lord's Supper. Many of you see it as remembering what Christ did for you. 
And that is true. When we partake in the Lord's Supper or communion, we remember what Christ has done. But we have to understand that God is communicating something in the Lord's Supper. He's telling you something. The first thing is that you belong to him. It's very much like baptism where God is claiming you as his own. Because remember, it's only for believers. But God is telling you that the body of Christ was broken for you. The blood of Christ was shed for you. God is telling you every time you observe the Lord's Supper, he forgives you. It's not just about remembering what Jesus did. God is acting out the crucifixion of Christ in front of you with bread and wine, his broken body and his blood shed. God is telling you your sins are forgiven. That's proof that God forgives you. So why is this important? Well, the obvious answer is you need to know that your sins are forgiven. And quite frankly, you need to know that on a daily basis. God didn't tell you that just one time in baptism or those Sundays that you observe the Lord's Supper or communion. No, you need to hear this every day because we struggle with our sin and we recognize the weight of our sin. And in our own fallenness, we, we often doubt God. Has he really forgiven me? Now, keep in mind, when you ask that question, you're really calling God's character into question, which quite frankly is a sin in itself. God knows you're going to do this. He is gracious and kind, and he forgives you. Because we struggle with wondering if our sins are forgiven, you need to know this. God has given you several means to prove that he has forgiven you. I think this is also important so that you understand there's several means that God has given you to prove that he has forgiven you. He's given you his word, right? He's told you this. He told us plainly in Ephesians chapter 1, verse 7. We can see it through the death and resurrection of Christ. He died for our sins. He rose for our justification. God communicates that through baptism. He marks us as his own, and he signifies that he united us to Christ in his death, and he communicates it through the Lord's Supper. So in those times that you struggle wondering, has God forgiven me? You fall back on these things. So for example, has God forgiven me? Well, yeah, I know he has because I've been baptized. God marked me as his own. Has God really forgiven me? Yes. He told me that in Ephesians chapter 1, verse 7. Has God really forgiven me? Yes, because he's given me bread and wine. God communicates that forgiveness to me in the Lord's Supper. So as I take the elements, it's not just remembering what Christ did. It's seeing that God is telling me, this is for you the broken body of Christ for your sins, the blood of Christ shed for your sins. It's for you. Your sins are forgiven. So here's my assignment for you. Go to Matthew chapter 26 and read verses 26 to 29. That's where Jesus institutes the Lord's Supper. And notice what he says about the bread and the cup. The bread which represents his body was given to you. The cup which represents his blood was poured out for your forgiveness. And in those days that you struggle with wondering if God has forgiven you, come back to these verses. You might even write them on a piece of paper and put them someplace that you'll see it. Now let me conclude this episode by pointing you to 1 John chapter 1, verse 9. And there John tells us that if we confess our sins, Jesus forgives them because he is faithful and just to do so. So rest assured, if you are in Christ, your sins are forgiven because of who Jesus is. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Please subscribe if you haven't done so already. 
You can find this episode on several different apps. If you like what I do, please leave a positive review. Please share or tell others about The Fox Den. If you have any questions, please email me at terry at thefoxdenjournal.com. Also check out thefoxdenjournal.com to find articles and other resources. Thanks for listening. 